Evo Japan played out last weekend, and I'm simultaneously surprised and happy to report that I'm not sure I recognize this game. Catalyst, on the other hand, isn't so optimistic, and we hash out the particulars of what we saw and what they might mean for Street Fighter V in 2020. Plus, Bandai Namco deals with Leroy issues, and Dogoro makes a tier list all on this week's episode of the Event Hubs podcast. Perfect. Alright, welcome back to another episode of the Event Hubs podcast. I am John Catalyst Gray, and with me as always is John Velociraptor Guerrero. I was just telling John, and I'm, I'm so sad about it, I'm going to share with you guys too, that my nice headphones that I got like for Christmas two years ago, which I use every single day, one of the headphones just went out, like one of the buds, so now I'm, I'm pretty sad. I'm listening to you guys, in, or to our, our, us, in mono. Sucks. Mm-hmm. Life in mono. Yeah. And if you're if you were into techno back in the day, you know that reference. If you don't, um, go listen to it on Spotify. It's a good song. But anyway, <laughs> um, all right. So let, let's actually get into it. Because last week, you you hit me up and you were like, what do you think of Street Fighter V Season 5 now? Yeah. And, and you just caught me off guard. I was like, well, I didn't expect that. I don't have good answers. But you know what? Evo Japan happened. And now I think it's a possibility that I potentially maybe have decent answers for yeah that, that's as far as i want to go with this so um i i laugh because okay i i didn't watch day one i wasn't able to but i was able to watch day two uh and i mean i went back and watched day one as well but the first match pops up there day two and guess what it's a kuma and bison all right it, it is it yeah, yeah, like right from the get-go, I laughed. And this was not early polls, it was round two polls. So they had actually went from the 1,500, about 1,500 entrants here at Evo Japan. Uh, and they had dropped it down to about one-fourth of their original entrant numbers, right? So this is not early polls. It's like, oh, wow, okay, yeah, this is what I expected from Street Fighter V. Kuma right. versus Bison, of course, right? So, um, yeah, so set the stage fairly well for how the rest of the tournament looked. Uh, it's, I'd love to say this is greatly removed from season four and, you know, we're just seeing a brand new, nah, it's, this is so, so mostly similar to what we've been playing for the last four years. Um, there are differences, but don't expect gigantic ones. Well, wait, is that right? your final conclusion or cause, cause you jumped on and saw this like very bad omen, but that's not yeah. how things completely played out. Oh, you well, I mean, there, there's nuance to it for sure. There's definitely changes, but overall, I think that if people are expecting, you know, gigantic, wah, you know, kind of thing, just going all over the place, like, oh, everything's so different. Nah, it, it, it's you're going to be seeing quite a bit of Akuma and Bison still. I think personally, especially, you know, with Japanese tournaments, uh, those are two of the more popular characters over there. Um, but I, I will say on that note, though, the main thing I do think has changed and, and kind of ha ha with this is you are going to see more character variety this year as the top tiers currently are no longer as dominant as they once were. You, you, we had, you know, last year we had Akuma, we had Rashid. They were so dominant. They were so far above the rest of the fold. And you could say Karen is in there too. Um, they were just so good that you saw those characters a heck of a lot more than you should have. Like the Rashid mirrors, the Akuma, you know, Rashid matches. All like, it just, uh, you know, very frustrating for people. I do think there's l- much less of that, quite a bit less of that coming here in season five, at least for right now. Well, this is crazy to me because you are a big fan of Street Fighter V and you tend to... Uh, as a fan, you're like, you, you know, you're always, uh, and this isn't just you specifically, this is what a fan does, like, looks for the successes. And I actually see this weekend, I was definitely going into it doom and gloom. We're going to see a bunch of G and Urian and Bison just do it and Unga Bunga. 
And that stuff is certainly, it's clearly still there in the game. But how much of an impact does it have? Well, we have a Sakura winning the entire event, not only cracking top eight, which I guess Nauman has cracked top eight before with Sakura in season four. Uh, it was um, Tiger Uppercut, I think it was. But it was a very rare sighting. I don't know that there's ever been a Sakura in a like Capcom Pro Tour top eight. I think in the LCQ last year there was. Uh, but a very rare character not only cracks it, but wins it. We have an incredible variety. No Rashids in top eight. No Urians. No M. Bisons. And the look here, all of a sudden, like this result is just the first tournament, the first major tournament of the year where you're going to see this international level of competition. And even then, you didn't have people like Punk or Fudo. Like there were some, some interestingly absent names. But what I got from this tournament was that there is a huge chance for neutral and footsie characters that are earning their their offense, things along those lines that we've talked about before. I, I thought this was a really good look for the game. Now, it's not law all of a sudden because we're going to need more information. But for as far as we are right now, it's a, it, this was a great, great look. Now, I love what you said about, um, you know, footsie and more whiff punish type characters being more common. I definitely think that's going to be the case because Chun-Li is better. Sakura is better. I mean, we just saw her win a tournament. Now, man was capable of winning a tournament with Sakura back in season four. Uh, he didn't do it, but he was definitely capable. He he had a few runs, I believe, that were like he got derailed at the end. Right. Um, and, and I mean, she's definitely a better character now. You're seeing her V skill two roll, you know, follow up like it's being used quite a bit. Uh, he he fishes with stand heavy punch a lot in neutral now uh, and we'll follow up with that attack into a few other things it's a really good buff for her um, it gives her again you know we, we talked about it previously um, when we were analyzing it when we first saw it that it's going to create a few more opportunities for that character to get in where she could not before and it kind of buffs her whiff punishing and, and other stuff that is really good for her right yeah so I mean, I definitely feel like she's a better character um, but I also feel like you know she was good enough to win a tournament previously not a lot of tournaments but you know a tournament R2 Right. Um, and, and, you know, so I mean, but I we do, hardly mm -hmm. ever saw her in a top eight. That's true. That's very true. Again, she's she's better. I don't know how much better. I, I, I guess that's where I'm probably getting hung up on and not explaining it very well. well. I would guess mm -hmm. that she's around maybe mid high tier. I, that's something that I wanted to say, too, is not to jump to, well, Sakura won Evo Japan. Sakura is probably the best character in the game. Not even top three, not even top five. Maybe, but I'm not sold on that yet. Yeah, I think she's she's she can get the job done, and that's actually a really good look if that is the case. Because if she's not top tier and she can get the job done, that means the there there's hope for a lot of other characters that are in a similar boat. These other neutral characters, and and, and even the ones that are like, you know, Alex has something like a brawler grappler. Got a ninth place Alex here too. That's an inspiration that you don't have to be the the statistically best character in the game when you were if you were to somehow able to quantify it with all your plus frames and your blocks done and your damage output and, and your ranges and all that stuff i don't think sakura ranks up there but i think you can be maybe 15th best in the game or so and still have a shot at winning a tournament when in years prior we very rarely saw that kind of a thing happen it was it was karen's it was you know akuma and rashid just just all the all up in that first place yeah. space yeah i so I, I was looking over it and you know we did our tier list last year for season four and we had sakura at it was like the um the mid 20s about 22nd overall and i actually on my own personal list had her about 17th 
Um, I always felt she was a better character, especially watching Now Man play. And uh, Majin Tenshin actually had her at 17th as well. We, we both watch Now Man a lot in tournament, right? Uh, and I, I felt that people were kind of classically underrating the character. Um, so, but did she get, she got better as well. Um, so there's that factor, but also what you're saying, um, I agree that I think it's more possible for a mid-tier character to win right now for a variety of reasons. I don't think the dominant top tiers are there. I mean, again, you're going to get derailed by a Rashid or a Kuma at some point, especially if that's a bad matchup for you. And with how many people play those characters, um, um, they really blow up characters like Sakura uh, eventually, right? They eventually get destroyed by them. And the fact that that has not happened yet is a really good sign. At the same time, I do have to say that there are there is potential in season five here for a character to kind of emerge from that pack and be the new Akuma or Rashid, right? Is is it G sitting there? Is it uh, Chun Li? Oh, yeah. Is it a Buki? You know, like we we don't know yet. And so there's a little bit of of yes, I agree with you that the mid tier heroes are they 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 seem to have more ability to get it done for the at the very worst right now right now i can see them very very possibly getting the job done consistently um but as stuff emerges i'm i'm a little bit scared of some of these other top tier characters yeah that's a fair point and they're always going to be there but i would argue that if the patch took say the top 5 characters and dropped them up significantly it took the rest of the cast and buff, buffed up a handful of them, like a significant portion of them significantly. And even though, like, say those top five characters don't actually fall on the tier rankings because they're not necessarily worse yet, even though the changes have been made, but the gap has been closed enough that they're not matter-of-fact victories anymore and mm-hmm. and the other characters have a chance, you're going to see what we got from the EVO Japan results, which was eight different characters in top eight. And uh, and and feel a good variety. Alex, you know, in ninth place. Uh, jury up there. Uh, yeah, it's. I'm excited for it, and I haven't been. I did not expect this kind of a thing to happen. I, I was definitely pessimistic going in. Yeah. Um. I, one of the points I did want to bring up too is. I think that top eight was very exciting and good, you know, overall. Uh, you had like two Monats in there, I think, which was like the, the only kind of repeat. But, you know, Infiltration played Jury more than Monat. Uh, and I mean, Monat is like listed as a mid-tier character for most people right now. So the fact that you had two of them there in top eight, I think, is much more indicative of Sako and Infiltration, how good they are versus anything else. Um but my point that I was going to bring up is I think top eight was really good, but some of the other parts of the stream were not very good oh, really? uh, because we had characters again like Kami, uh, Akuma, Bison just kind of dominating the pack there in terms of, of how much usage they had. And it was just it was a little bit too much. Um, uh, again, I I'm really have been a heavy advocate for characters that are super easy to play. They should not be as good as they are, right? Uh, Kami led the pack in usage at Evo Japan. Uh, Mago actually got second with her at the event. He was also playing Karen as a sub. Um, and again, it, it's just something I really harp on because she's such an easy mode character and they gave her health and stun buffs. And it's like, what are you doing? And all of a sudden, like, you know, we, we've got uh, 10 of them at Evo Japan, basically. You know, nine people maining her and then one sub. And it, we've seen this story before, you know, and it's just, it, it's such a stupid decision to me overall. And yeah, I'm ca- calling Capcom's decision to not nerf Kami stupid. I think it's really foolish when you have characters that are that easy to play because history shows people are going to flock to the cheap stuff and just use it over and over again, regardless of how much she's winning, she hurts the variety of matches matchups before top eight if you watch a lot of pools if you watch a lot of other things which i do i try to watch most of the tournaments as best i can um it's 
it really does get old seeing these characters over and over and over again. You want to see Falk. You want to see Honda. You want to see Lucia. You want to see these other characters come up and, and really have a good chance. And, and these characters are so strong and so easy to play. It ends up filtering those characters out a decent bit. Not a horrible amount. Like It's definitely better than it was, but just too much for, for what I want to see. I'm amazed that we only saw one and a half Kages and one and a half Gills. I thought we were mm-hmm. going to see a lot more people playing both of those characters and exploring them. And they are online from what I can tell and from, well, from the samples that I've seen and from when I play online. But maybe people aren't quite ready to actually commit that to tournament, similar to what Daigo has been doing, right? He ended up playing Guile, even though he's been exploring Ryu and Kage a lot. But to your point about Kami, yeah, she always has been pretty easy mode. And she was, it feels like she was significantly nerfed last season because she She was was. a problem beforehand. She gets significantly nerfed last season and she's still good. No one's arguing that. And the Kami players even themselves were ready to say, okay, guys, enough's enough. We've been getting away with murder and we know it. Please don't destroy us, but yeah, nerf her. And they did, and, and it was fine. So you're saying that the the health and stun buffs, is was that like what went over the line for this particular patch? She should have been nerfed. She should not have been buffed. Um, this is a character we had in our top 10. And again, if you're going to have an easy mode character, if I'm playing Monad, if I'm playing Kage, if I'm playing these other characters, I'm having to put in so much more work and, and skill true. to get these characters up here. And you're playing Kami and you're hitting the same button over and over again. And look, I'm not going to let these other characters off the hook here. I played Bison. I feel the exact same way about bison and i think bison is a better character than cammy and again he was right up there in usage he was third overall uh and i think nicali is the same thing and he's tied for fifth overall with usage uh i don't want to harp too much on capcom here because you win some you lose some like in terms of balance stuff and overall i do feel like season five is a good win that moves the needle but i'm also still upset that it's like look this is a this is a sticking out like a sore thumb why the hell are you you making easy mode characters who are this strong they should just never be that strong they don't need to be because they're so easy to play you really need to make that that onus on the player to to overcome their their shortcomings like it's there but it's just not there enough like it's just you're making things too easy and that makes people flock to these characters as we saw at evo japan and and use them way more than they should be because it's easy it's the easy button from Staples. So <laughs> I want one of those on my desk. With Cami, you can go online, and I'll tell you this, guaranteed up to diamond ranked, but there's a good probability you'll make it to grandmaster ranked. All you need to do is figure out what Cami's options are up close, like her block string and her frame trap timing, maybe a shimmy. Know how to do that, and then learn how to do her EX hooligan into the dive kick. And then go online and sort of just dance around a little bit until you have meter. And then anytime you have meter, you EX hooligan into the dive kick. They will not be able to react to it because you're probably playing on about four bars of connection. Then you're in, they either got hit or you're in to play your easy 50-50 cami game when you're up in their advantageous in their face. Uh, Rinse and repeat. You will get all the way up to probably Grandmaster, but definitely Diamond. So yeah, she's easy as all hell. That might, that might not work offline because reaction is, is going to be more of a thing. But online, have at it. Have fun. There's the secret to Street Fighter Five right there. It even works in tournament. I mean, again, not that many people. Like, that was the number one character. Uh, um, that's what's going on right now in tournament. It, it's, it's working offline. It's working online. It's just these characters... 
it, it's a very simple design decision. If you're going to make an easy mode character, just don't make him a great top tier character. Because if you do, history shows that everyone is going to use that character. Not everyone, but a lot of people are going to use that character. But we do have some good examples here uh, of characters that are not like that. They're not just easy about mode. to ask. Is yeah. Sakura easy mode? How, how no. easy mode is Sakura? I actually think Sakura is a, a really well-designed character. She's someone I would heavily consider playing uh, if I did not have Minot because she's very based around whiff punishing and footsies. Uh, you saw Now Man use her pretty much throughout the entire tournament, like sitting back in a certain range, uh, using her stand light kick, which is a dominant whiff she's punishing She's got baby Dalsim range is what yeah. she has. Yeah, it, it's real good, but it's also... It has to be set up. She, he's not just sitting there whiffing it over and over and over again, hoping for good results. Right. It, it's, it's, he's really trying to set it up and all that. Uh, and I mean, and he's having to use a variety of buttons to get to that point. Um, actually, with Nowman and Knuckledo, um, they ran into each other earlier in the bracket. Um, it was still in pools. It wasn't, you know, the top eight portion. Um, and it was a hardcore footsies match. Until it wasn't. Until Knuckledoo's G pop featured one. one. Yeah. Yes. Um, now, G, of course, he has bonkers stuff, which we've talked about quite a bit, but so does Sakura. Uh, I generally consider Sakura to be mostly neutral and with punished character, but it's Street Fighter V. You're never going to get away from the bonkers. Oh, I've just popped V trigger. Now you've got to hold three mix ups. Hope you guess right, because if you don't, you're dead. You know, and, and that's pretty much most characters in this game. And that's where the. the that's where the just do it Street Fighter Five stuff is at, and I it's we talked about how to fix it. Capcom doesn't want to fix it, or or maybe I've they accepted don't. that it's more or less part of the game, but it, yeah. at least yeah. make it so that you don't get there for free. That's kind of my own personal. That's how far across the bridge I'll go and meet them. It's like okay, fine, give them goofy fifty fifties because it it leads to fireworks, and that's kind of fun, even though if it might be a little superficial, but. Make it so at least I can't get it from like a free like low rush punch or something, yeah. you know, something like that. So exactly, exactly. It's a, I, I think that even if they implemented what we suggested, we might be not playing Street Fighter Five anymore. You know, it's right. like we're playing Street Fighter Five Point Five at that point, and that is that's a reason you you don't make that change that late in a game's lifespan. Uh, and maybe you don't even make it at all. Like once you kind of ship a game, that is what it is uh, because you piss off your existing fan base if you alter it too much at that point. You know, it's it's still got to resemble the product you, you paid 60 bucks for, right? And if it doesn't, it's like, what the hell is this? Like, this is not the game I freaking bought. Like, don't do that. Um, and, and so I get why they didn't change it. Uh, and, you know, so it is what it is. Um, I'm mostly okay with how the game is right now. Uh, but I'm, I'm reserving judgment because I want to see more, you know, what happens well, over time. Your big thing is ease of play. Right. And so I, I kind of I'm interested now. Obviously, Cammy is one of the most egregious uh, uh examples of someone that's too easy to play but what about the rest of this top eight for example like mm -hmm. you know Minot you play Minot she's mm -hmm. the most technical character in the game I, I assume that means she's not very easy to play she is very hard to play okay so. G G is actually very hard to play. Uh, he just has too much dumb stuff. Uh, I believe your friend Tyler, uh, I should say our friend Tyler, because uh, yeah. it was very nice hanging out with him at Capcom Cup. Um, he's, he's picking up G now. Has he been sharing with you his experiences while doing that? Yeah. Um, I mean, we haven't talked about it on how difficult the play the character is to play. It's been more of just concepts of I need to do this more because it leads to this particular situation. Uh, and but we don't usually talk about those kinds of things. And and I would almost venture to say that Arizona doesn't tend to talk about difficulty to play all that often. Mm -hmm. uh, but that's also because there's a lot of uh, the Arizona mentality is a little old school in certain senses still. And no one can admit that Street Fighter Five would be 
technical in the sense of because that's supposed to be aligned with execution that's not to say everybody here would say that but that seems to be what the conversations the the direction that they go anyways we um it's more we we talk more in terms of like what the character needs to do uh versus how difficult it is to do it because it's just like yeah just get it done you know figure it out to to have the execution for your character and Tyler was uh, formerly an Akuma player, and he's moved over to G. Yeah. And my guess what is a right slimy now, slimy from... human being. By the way. <laughs> Tyler's really nice too. Crack well, he's up. Also a slimy but human yeah, um, uh, but um, I, I'm very heavily assuming here that he's not had near the success with G as he's had with Akuma. Oh previously. no, but he also mm. yeah, he hasn't had much time with the character. But I will say this: we play some sets online. Uh, he's my go-to training partner right now. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm still winning pretty consistently. It's, it's usually been Kage and G. But there are times where he'll basically get the hit. And, and to what you've been saying about G and the difficulty to uh, play him, not finished the combo or something along those yeah. lines. Although I do that with Kage too, especially when you're playing online, it can it can happen. But the, the you can see where you go, oh my gosh, I was, I was so dead there or I was... In, in such a bad situation there and all it's going to take is for the opponent that i'm playing against to get comfortable in just knowing the little nuances with your fingers and your reactions of like the ranges and such and his half screen command grab <laughs> there are a lot of situations where i almost i'm frustrated even though i'm like winning because mm-hmm. i can see where it's like oh but i really could have lost there and it's yeah. just a matter of time before i start doing it his his opness really hangs out if you know what i mean yeah, <laughs> um, I, I'm having a tough time recovering from that one. It's good, but um, going back to it, I you know he played Akuma. Akuma's not an easy character to play, and the fact that he's switching over to G and not instantly having great results, I think, speaks very well to that G does take a while to get to a good point. He he is not an easy character to play. He's among the the more hard t- characters. I don't know. Um, I, I believe Poison is right up there with Monat. I don't know if Poison is actually harder to play than Monat. Uh, it's close. Um, I think. Uh, and G falls somewhere in that kind of like upper area because he has so many options to juggle um, and he can just do it. That's the big problem with the character is just do it. are super strong and they don't take a lot to do. They take some to do like you again, as you mentioned, you will see even smug and other players drop those combos in tournament. um, But they're just, they're just too good, you know, for, for what he has to risk for. He has hard stuff. Like he has thoughtful stuff when he has to choose uh, you know, a combo path based on levels and based on situation. He has to do that more often and to a higher degree than most of the rest of the cast. He, he, yeah, he, he has to play footsies and such. But the thing that people remember the most about him because of the most emotional charged thing about him is the V-trigger sequences usually. And those are exceptionally easy to do for what they grant him. Yes. And that's what you're going to remember about the character. So that's why people will say he's brain dead because that part yes. of him, which is no insignificant part of him, is pretty brain dead, especially for the payoff. But exactly. the character as a whole certainly has some cool stuff. And man, he's got he's got great footsies. He's got stupid anti airs. By that that anti air uh, crouching fierce still hits 
like way behind him in the time zone behind him and apparently it's been fixed but oh my gosh whatever it was before probably hit below him i don't know oh my gosh the the day one that we saw that change me and dream king played a match and he nailed monat's cross up with that and i'm like they nerfed that right he's like i, I think so and i'm like screw you because <laughs> yeah, the dream king special is like he always underplays that stuff he's like oh well, they fixed it oh. sure yeah, I get it. i'm like you bastard can you own that like one time he's like nah it's all good dude g's fine oh, oh my gosh yeah i get here all right we we, we, we get so g yes he's difficult in some ways he's got easy brain dead stuff in his like biggest most powerful aspect but there's g jury yeah. how hard is jury to play from your point of view uh that's a good question i i think she's fairly hard to play um she she is um you don't see a lot of her and that's kind of the big problem so she's a bit of an unknown for a lot of people but yeah. from the people i have talked to they say she's reasonably hard she's certainly i think she's above average at the very worst she's super footsies and i think she's really good at footsies and i can't for the life of me exactly say why jury isn't better than she is because and this is coming from a traditionally Nikali versus Jury and where my foot, I think I kind of lose that match and I just have to swing hard and hope that I hit. But she's like so dodging in and out. She's like, you know, stinging like a bee. And it, it seems like she has the advantage there in a lot of ways. But for whatever reason, uh, Jury players just haven't been able to get it done. Um, and it's like, is there that, I, I feel similar to Sakura, there is something about Jury that just like a little thing she needs, and if she gets that, like the combos carry further to the corner, or she gets Oki, or something like that, that would be the thing that makes her amazing, because she seems to have the foundations in place. And also, it's somewhat difficult to play, because you gotta play footsies. For, she's definitely a footsies character, but she's got that walk speed, and man, those pretty quick normals, so... It's not the hardest thing in the world either. She she has to build up too many resources to get good. And that's been inherently her problem. I don't know if that is still a major problem in season five. I assume that they have alleviated that with some of her like V skill two and other things. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, for her to do the kind of damage and setups that other people could do, she had to work a lot harder to get there. Uh, once she got there, she could beat the snot out of you. But she, again, had to work very hard to get to those points. So I see. So, yeah, I think she's reasonably difficult. And then uh, to close it out here, you got Abigail. Yeah. Uh, he's a grappler, and that's where the his entire difficulty comes in at. It's it's how difficult is Zangief to play. Like, there's always difficult parts where you can sit there and churn butter, right? Um, I, I, I have no real problem with where Abigail's at, I think, right now. Uh, he's definitely better than I assumed. I'm never going to really call a grappler super hard to play in terms of executionally, but usually getting around the minefield to actually get in and set up your stuff, that's usually where the difficulty's at. And I think Abigail's at least in a decent spot here now in season five for that. We'll see. He's got some cheap stuff I didn't realize he had before, um, but he's not jumping out at me as being disproportionately balanced like he was in season three. Yeah, I don't think he's as big of a problem as we've been worried about. Okay, and then Birdie Nakali. Um, Birdie is one of the easier characters to play in the entire game. Um, and Nikali's easier. <laughs> uh, Nikali's uh, top three easiest. Yeah. Um, it, it's, I don't know. I mean, between him, Bison, and Cammy, it's like, you know, pick one. You know, it might be Bison out of all of them. I don't know. Because Bison's like the best of those three characters. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and he's, ugh, but um, yeah, it, but there it is. So. Yeah. Makes sense. So a decent variety there in the top eight, though. I'm, that's another good early omen in my in my book 
Yeah, I, and, and to go in a little bit more of why, okay, so you, you talk about easy mode characters. Why is that a big deal, people might be you know asking? And it's stuff like human error and mental juggling and all that kind of stuff that you have to do with these other characters. Like, okay, I have 50 different options that are on the table for me as you know playing Monat. I, I have to mentally juggle all those at the same time to know which one is the best option versus just pressing medium punch over and over again, right? Mm. If I can do that, I am not having to think about all that other stuff, which let, lets me focus more on footsies, which lets me focus more on anti-air, all that other kind of stuff. Then you have the human error factor of dropping combos and other things. If you have easy hit confirms, um, and it's one of the reasons how we put Punk up on a, he- a pedestal, is that uh, his hit confirms were beautiful. And we realized the skill and, and the accuracy at which he had to do, and we watched so many people drop those that we really appreciated it. Where if you're watching a Bison player, you're going, he's not hit confirming anything. He's just doing it every single time. He's not reacting. He's not having to, to really struggle for stuff. He's just doing moves over and over again because he's plus all day long. And, and that is the gigantic difference there. And I'm not saying that having those type of characters in your game is a problem. I'm saying it's a problem when they're that good. It should because be a factor in their balance, an exactly. active thing that you're thinking about. Okay, if it's, easy, if it's this easy to do it and there's a character that where it's, they can do a similar thing or, or achieve a similar result, but it's way harder, then that should be part of the whole balance. It's part of the experience. And, and maybe you don't realize that the first time or two that you're making one of these games but we're at the point now where i think as a developer of a fighting game that should be a major consideration that goes into how you design your characters exactly uh and i think that the history shows that they've gotten that kind of down with ryu because ryu is he's traditionally a very easy to pick up and play character which he should be uh and then he's not traditionally high tier from that they try to make him around mid you know they balance a lot of the game around him yeah um he could be good enough to win tournaments and he usually is uh street fighter 5 has been an exception to that outside of season one um and then we saw like what kind of happened with him in season one when he was really good right so um Ryu is actually a really good barometer for fighting games in general uh, because he usually falls more in the mid tier, and when he's top tier, it's very often a problem. So, yeah. So, do you feel like we're going to get dominated by Camis this year? Uh, I think it's a legitimate concern right now. Yes, uh, I think she might be one of the best characters in the game, and I think we might be going back to like seasons two and three where we're just kind of riddled with Camis in tournament because people just want the cheap stuff. And I think that if Capcom doesn't drop her down a little bit, I think she's around the she's. I don't know if she's in the top five, but she's around enough close to the top five where she's going to be a problem. Uh, again, I think her, Cami, and Bison, uh, and Nikali, I should say, are going I to be... I was going to say, Nikali yeah. got better, and he's on the easy list, too. And people yeah. are consistently putting him pretty high up there. It's either yeah. once in a while you'll see him in the top tier, and then most of the time it's like the A+, which is like right below the top tier, still in like easily in top ten. And if that character is, first of all great because i play him but also mm-hmm. is he the one that you want to see up there i don't know because he's pretty uh devour hour yeah i mean we've got evo japan stats kami number one bison number uh three and then nikali uh tied for third overall um so yeah it's yeah so uh, anyway so there it is well, you're um, so poo-pooing on this what i thought you were going to be like look how great street fighter 5 <laughs> is looking right now because that's sort of how i feel right okay so let, let me get into the good stuff because i've i've gotten All the right. bad stuff out of the way right and i think that the characters who were previously um, nutty are only mostly nutty now. Not all of them. Uh, again, I think G is a problem. You and I have harped on that pretty well. I think there might be a few other problems that are coming up that we're going to see about. Uh, but 
there are more characters who are more neutral based, like we're talking about Sakura, Chun-Li, a few others, you're going to see some more methodical play on screen. I do think that Karen is still really good and I still enjoy watching her play. I just don't think she's going to dominate like she did before. Which um, is Mag great. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Mago was still busting her out. You still saw other people playing Karen. Uh, some people are gravitating now to Chun-Li. Uh, yeah. So um, while I do think Street Fighter V has a lot of just do it elements, I also think heavily, gigantically, those are impacted by who you play and who you play against. Um, so I think we're going to see more neutral and footsie-based play overall this year because people like Momochi, they're playing Poison now. Very neutral-based character. But you also have Tokido, who's playing Yurian. And he, Yurian plays even less neutral than Akuma does. And I also think season, season 5 Yurian is quite a bit worse than Season 4 Akuma, though. So there's that, right? He's not as good. Um, and Tokido, I should say, is going to struggle to wrap himself around this new character and this new style. He already has shown that, like at Evo Japan. It's like he's doing a lot of under-optimized stuff. Um, mm. So anyway, you might be, okay, so, so getting right into it, you might be asking, like, how did Tokido's Yurian look, right? If you didn't watch it, was it all calculated and super polished? And the answer is no. Of course not. Of course it was not because you do not play Yurian to be all calculated and polished. You play him to muck up the game as much as possible. You get all dirty with unsafe moves and dashes and you're overwhelming your opponent with stupidity. Tell that him about Yurian. the knees. Tell him yes. about the knees, John. Yes. As much stupidity as you can with Yurian, that's what you do. That is what he is at. Yurian is good this year. Uh, I don't think he's a top two character, like I mentioned, but he's good. Uh, and so you're going to be seeing that mixed in with the Chun-Li. You're going to be seeing the crazy and stuff come out with the footsies. But thankfully, I think the pendulum is shifting more towards the footsies and neutral base play because those are the characters that are better this year. But you've still got crazy stuff like Yuri and running It's around. better than it ever has been, though. Like, unquestionably. The, the BS is... Maybe it's not at a great place. That's not what I'm talking about. But it's certainly less than it ever has been. It's not, you know, input lag and anti-air jabs and ridiculous. It's still pretty ridiculous V-triggers, but they've been nerfed like twice or at mm -hmm. least the damage output in general. And we've buffed up life for a lot of, you know, and, and, and regulated some stuff. There's still some pretty big mustard stains, G's V-trigger 1 and stuff. But, but it's less than ever before. And... Here's here's another uh, part of, of Nauman's run that makes me feel good about the game in general. Unless Sakura is broken, which I don't think there's any evidence for thus far. Mm -hmm. He got through, uh, as Sakura, playing a, a really good game of footsies and then some pretty ridiculous pressure that I think people weren't really ready for. And they'll study and it won't work as, as well as it was. But she was keeping people locked down, especially with like EX Hadouken and stuff for, for days. And then they their patience ran out and he, he got him. So he was good in the neutral and he was good up close. But he didn't, he didn't win like outright like he lost a lot of games you know on his on his way there and then got reset in grand finals but look who he beat he beat knuckle dude's crazy g right so there's one of the just do it characters he beats him with sakura and he beat ryusei's yurian who is also in that same vein you know like he went through nemo's zany gill and gills like new we don't really know how to play gill that well but like he was still able to manage that chaos he beat sako's Minot totally different pace the best Minot in the world except for you of course right but uh and and that is Minot's traditionally a very hard time for footsie characters like Sakura or Karen uh like Kage has the worst time ever you have to have a character that can really kind of just get into her face or force the issue and if you if you can't do that 
she, they have a really hard time. And Nauman lost two games in a row and then brought it all the way back against uh, Sako's Manat. And then, of course, Mago's Karen and Cami, both footsies and the easy just go for it. So he beat like, every different style on his way up there, and he did it with Sakura, and he did it with a lot of neutral play, like a good balance of neutral and then earned rushdown, and then and there were fireworks and everything. And this character, who I'd argue was like doing it the right way, beat all these different examples of, of possible problem characters. Yeah, and I think one of the things that I've had going for me is I play Monat, right? And this is what I've kind of been seeing all along. Um, I mentioned before that who you play and who you play against has a dramatic impact on how you view the game. If you're constantly playing against Urian players, or pardon me, but Abigail players and other stuff, your understanding and how the game works and your reality of how the game works is going to be quite a bit different than mine as a Monot player um, because you're going to see the game as much more random. You're going to see it as much more kind of up in the air. Uh, but you're, now you're talking, of course, about you know the main stage, Evo Japan, Top 8, all that kind of stuff. Now other people are seeing less of the random on the pro stage as well but mm-hmm. but there it is yeah so um I, I, one thing i wanted to ask you about because we, we've talked about this a good bit and uh it's urian's v skill too and from what i saw it was actually rare for tokido to get it off i think he got it off about once every two rounds which is not a lot for a v skill and i was curious like when you're playing against urian players how often are they able to get that out right like now? every round wow okay <laughs> who See, was he playing against um, I, it was against, uh, it was, I forget offhand what the, um, thing, I think I've watched two or three of his matches sure. and, and every single time he was struggling, it was, um, uh, it is um, to. Abigail. Okay. So yeah. And I mean, again, you would figure, oh, well, especially you know, against Abigail. Yeah. yeah. Cause you're going to make some space. And so I, I guess where I'm going with that is like, I, I mentioned before that Tokido's under optimized with, with Yuri and so far. And I think he even busted out Akuma against a uh, knuckle right? Like I, he's still very clearly not feeling super comfortable with the character. Uh, and, and that again, it shows that like, it can take time for even the pros to adapt to this stuff. So I, I was just kind of curious, but, uh, but yeah, yeah, that's also before I forget about it, that's a good little asterisk asterisk to put down is that this is still fresh. It's Mm -hmm. been a good five weeks that we've had to practice, but a lot of stuff is still settling and things that won't be good or as good are good right now. So that's another consideration. Um, It's it's an early picture, so keep that in mind. But as far as Urian goes, yeah, it's like... How often did you see Urian use V-Skill 1, though? It was, like, maybe yeah. once a round, but, like, maybe. And there were definitely rounds where he didn't use it at all. And V-Skill 1 was always a little cherry-on-top situation as opposed to this is integral to his gameplay. Urian never relied on it. And he doesn't necessarily rely on V-Skill 2, but he shoots fireballs, man. Like, that character is going to shoot some fireballs. It's, it's definitely a part of his game, even if it's not the biggest part. And to be able to buff it like that, and and not only for the zoning purposes, but for the, uh, like, advantage in combos and block strings and or just more damage if he lands the hit, I, it's, like, Urian doesn't need V-Skill. If, if you got rid of both of Urian's V-Skills, he could still do just about as, as well as he's doing now because it's not part of his game plan most of the time. So... Right. For cherries on top, yeah, I'll take a buffed fireball. Why not? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I think that for me that goes back to like, so how good is Urian this year? Because he got the um, he got the health and stun buffs, but he also got the stand heavy punch nerf, which is something that even the pros were using. You know, they were whiffing it still at high levels in tournament, just kind of hoping for something to happen, right? Hoping for something good. Even Nemo, other people, uh, Ryusei were using it, so um, that's a significant nerf for him, yes, uh, in my opinion. So it, it's 
I, I'm I'm not disputing the fact that Urian's really good this year. I'm seeing enough people stick with him and pick him up that I'm like, yeah, he he's got to at least be pretty darn solid. I'm just man, I'm I'm curious where he's at. So yeah, there were five of them at the uh, in the top one twenty eight. The same with uh, Nikali, Fang, Rashid, and Ken. And Urian, there are five of them. Uh, but yeah, he was. So Urian's good for a handful of reasons. Like, say he's good for like six reasons. One of those reasons was the heavy punch, which was goofy. It was a just do it normal that crush countered uh, <laughs> and led to. Anyways, uh, you could follow up that crush counter too. Damn it. Anyways, that got nerfed a little bit into what it probably should be. It's not like he doesn't have that move, and it's not like. He's getting mega punished every time he throws it out there. It's it's like two or three frames, and it's a little bit... It's it's where it probably should be, but that move still serves a purpose. And mm. they, again, I gotta say, they tweaked his quarrel kick, where it's not a replacement, but they made the hurt box on that less for some reason, where they extended the hurt box on standing heavy punch. They made quarrel kicks less. And so like, they buffed that a little bit, and it, like, it... it same vein and like there was no reason for that as far as i can see so i I always bring that up just to say that it's almost like they're like well we'll tweak it but we have to do something that's in the exact same realm to the uh you know to the opposite side of of what we've just done to sort of feel like a balance to it but anyways Mm -hmm. that's just one component of why urian was really good and they gave him also the health and stun buffs as if he weren't one of those really good characters yeah uh he's so grimy so he got better, in my opinion, mm-hmm. in some significant ways. He was already sitting there salivating right on. He was in the perfect spot where he went under the radar. Everybody just immediately above him. Like, he got buzz cut by, like, the, the razor that went right above him. And everybody else got smacked. He's just there to now come in and be one of the absolute best. Except for that G didn't get hit. So now G's up there, too. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. It's it, one of the other things I'll, I'll mention too, because I, I don't want to harp on this point too much because again, I'm overall agreeing with people that say that, Hey, Urian's still really good. Uh, yeah. As you mentioned, you know, the buzz cut just kind of barely missed him or just barely scraped him or whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but Nemo trimmed the hurt box off of his fingernails, trimmed his fingernails. There, there you go. Nice. Um, Nemo did drop him for Gil. And, but Nemo is a very unusual player. Um, but it feels like, man, if Urian was still that good, why would he drop him? So Nemo went me... to G when he came out and mm-hmm. couldn't get, and, and Nemo's crazy, and he yes. couldn't get G to work. He went back to Urian. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't, first of all, thank goodness, because even, right. uh, can you imagine Nemo efficient with G? Get out of here. Mm-hmm. So thank goodness. But yeah, he wasn't. He he can't make everyone work. It's weird, and I don't know how long he's gonna stick with Gil. Gil, him playing Gil, and a lot of these players using other characters, it very well might just be tests. Like Fujimura using Chun Li, he's still in a Buki main maybe, but like he just was like, I'm gonna see what my Chun Li, who I've been putting a lot of time into, see if it explodes or not. But I always have a Buki to fall back on, especially when the Pro Tour starts. Yurian uh, or Tokido Yurian and um, a few others, you know, like. Da- uh, Daigo didn't do it. He went straight to Kyle and he didn't right. do too hot. He got 49th, I think it was. But a lot of players using other characters and you got to wonder it might be exploratory season still because yeah. as big of an, an event as this is with over uh, 1,200 entrants, I think it was, it still isn't on the Pro Tour yet and it's still like a really great place to test stuff. So. Yeah. Yeah, it's, and I mean, it's um, you, you're seeing the pros test stuff even in the middle of the CPT season, right? I mean, it happens all mm-hmm. the time. So, uh, but yeah, it's interesting. So uh, Nemo got ninth with Gil. Um, I that character is real interesting. Uh, how he was setting it up. Uh, real quick, I'll just walk people through it. Um, 
he was often backing up and trying to hit people with like the first part of the retribution mechanic and then you know just to get it kind of going and then he would set up and try to punish you know someone with and get the retribution on him and with doing very little in the way of resources he would get about 40 to 50 percent damage consistently if he got the retribution stuff set up after yeah. the initial thing and nemo is not known as a patient or defensive player and there's some stuff defensively that gil can do that's really good and um and as i mentioned before his crouching light punch might be the best in the entire game um and nemo was just spamming it like crazy and i'm like yeah that's that's what i expect from you nemo like i and i love nemo he's one of my favorite players like how can you not love watching this guy play fighting games like he is just such a bastard um but he's entertaining as can be you know what he's gonna do and you just can't stop him from doing it because it's like just wild and crazy stuff but uh he was like infamous for like sliding over and over again with vega and seth killian was like he really needs to stop sliding with vega because well, maybe he doesn't because he keeps not being punished for it. He keeps setting up stuff with it, but he, it's, it's very punishable. And like Seth couldn't <laughs> believe it and all that. But it, it just, it, he is such a wild and crazy player. He's so special to watch um, that, yeah, uh, just one of my favorites. But Do you think is. Gil is amongst the top 10 in this game? I think he has the potential to be so. Um, the more I see from this character, uh, especially with Nemo playing him, but Nemo is just such a man that guy operates in like a, a vortex or something like that in terms of fighting games where he can just do things that other players cannot do and like never do it seems like um so i will reserve judgment on that one but i think gil is at the worst good i think, uh, I think nemo with two more months and then the pro tour kicks off if he's still playing gil and he's still growing because i don't think he's reached his potential yet but mm-hmm. you know five weeks no way but two more months nemo how about six months like is this character that i don't want this character to be the best one in the game he's too like a boss character being the best, like ah, it's too cliched and annoying. <laughs> uh, I I am personally looking forward to it because I believe uh, the technical skill required to play him is very high, uh, and he's very flashy and fun to watch. For yes. right now, if we're seeing fifty of them on screen, you know, all the time, not so much. But but right and now, and not so much yeah. when it's happening to you, man. That's, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Abigail was infamous for that, right? Like it was awesome watching people's reactions, but the moment it happens to you, you're like, oh, this does not feel good. So so real quick, uh, a few other uh, points to get to. Rashid is worse, but still doing good. Uh, You're seeing quite a bit more character variety, not an insane amount. Um, The best placing Rashid was uh, top 16. And they got none in top eight, as you mentioned before. That's a really good sign for the health of the game. Um, That was probably the biggest problem in the entire game, if you ask me. Uh, I believe that Rashid had more dominant matches than Akuma did in season four. And because of that, again, he would just negate certain characters like Alex, who happened to get ninth place overall with Gunfight. Um, and I think you're going to see, again, that that the dominant top tiers just hurt the game so bad. And I really do feel strongly that Rashid is much worse off than he was before. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Gachikun getting 16th, 13th, whatever, tied for 13th with Rashid. Then the next one down was John Takuchi with 33rd place. Mm-hmm. And then Moke got 49th. Uh, Iori got 65th. Ponzaman got 65th. And that was all that made it into the, those five made it in the top 128. But the fact that it, it wasn't even in top eight and it was it wasn't um, until top sixteen and there's only one and then a few jumps later is your next one. That's very different than what we were seeing last year. Yeah, yeah, and we didn't have every character filled out for Evo Japan uh, in the top uh, one twenty eight. We were missing five people, uh, and a number of matches were not shown on screen. Uh, so like. We're, we're guessing at characters from past usage and whatnot. That's what we always have to do to get blinks filled in. Uh, so if people have switched over like the last week or two, it's like, you know, we're doing the best we can to get stuff is filled out. Usually it's accurate, but there can always be small, you know, anomalies along the way. 
Um, but only then, even with all that kind of stuff, Lucia and Honda were the only characters missing in the top 128. Uh, and that is just such good variety, you know, for the, the game overall. Um, and I want to mention that Kage, Gil, and Laura, uh, those are all characters who people were predicting to be very popular this year. They were all at the very bottom of our usage listings, uh, yeah. especially a character like Kage. Like you mentioned it before, like I did not see that coming. Like the character's been fairly hyped. Um, and it does just go to show how early it is. Um, this is the first huge event for season five, and you can't take it as the absolute truth. Um, but I think the takeaway is we're going to see more variety this year. Uh, and, and it's 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 nice, um, but still very early. What do you think about the fact that we saw, uh, well, there wasn't a lot of Ibuki. We didn't get Ibuki until uh, Inaba used them. You got 17th, uh, but used her but as a secondary. And it wasn't until, was it like uh, Kazunoko, 33rd mm-hmm. place, as mm-hmm. the first Ibuki? And, and I know that she's the character that you think is the is the front runner for number one in the game, potentially. Yeah, uh, great call on that one. I don't know how much Fujimura used her because he was only on screen one time and he used Chun-Li at that point. So mm-hmm. I don't know if he was using her quite a bit more, but still, again, you know, 33rd place for him, right? Not that great. Um, Ibuki's always been a character that's very hard to play at a tournament, uh, and do very well with her. You see very few pros actually do quite well. Um, and I think that her V-Skill 2 is tough enough to use and, and set up and all that, that it's going to take a little bit for people to to get up to speed. But I remember stuff like the CN tech, um, you know, and all that kind of stuff that emerged from the character over time and really put her heavily on the map. And I think that over time, she's going to evolve into one of the best characters in the game for most people. Uh, I think most people are going to see it. Now, I could be wrong, and I would love to be wrong here. <laughs> Please, I do not want Ibuki being a top-end character in this game. Uh, I think she's fine as, like, you know, somewhere in the top 10 or 15 or something like that. That's an ideal placement for a character that's that wild. Um, but I really fear what people are going to do when they put in, like, that hardcore lab time. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I wish we could have more big tournaments quickly because i want more pieces of this puzzle yes yeah it's a lot of fun and i did mention this earlier i do i one thing i want to own up to right away is uh i do feel like i've underestimated abigail uh, watching Inazan this weekend, uh, I can see him definitely being around a top 10 character again. I had him a little ways below that. I think like, you know, 15, 20 before. I don't think there's any way in heck that that guy is that low. Um, I did not realize that his EX run now can corner carry yeah. you on a juggle. Like he can hit you like out of the air and do stuff and do that and get you all the way to the corner now. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like that's possible. That and now to be a thing. Like did Abigail need to have instant corner? Uh, no, I very clearly can tell you he did not. And, and it's disappointing again to see Capcom go too far with something like that. Maybe it was unintentional. I don't know. But the fact that he has it is bad. He 3 0'd um, Machibo's Nikali. That's a uh, bad match for Abigail. And I'm not too sure about V Skill 2, but it, apparently Nikali's V Skill 2 kind of negates the tire almost completely. Like, unless you, I guess, get like a knockdown and you're far enough away. But Nikali has really uh, been a hard matchup for Abigail just because of his jump-ins and his ability to react and then his ability to control him with his V-Skill. It's always been hard. And and Machibo's been getting top eights like since he started trying with Street Fighter V. He's just been like every Evo, Capcom Cup, anything that he goes to, top eight. And he's easily the best Nikali in the world by a long shot. And he gets 3-0'd by Itazan's Abigail now. Yeah. Yeah, I am. Uh, I, I'm starting to fear Abigail a bit now, and I'm I'm really hoping that it's not that bad. And it's more of just like people need to lab it, and there's new stuff and whatnot to you know to deal with. But 
but, it's but not Storm Kubo, didn't know. he get like really bad? Did yeah, he, he did not yeah, do very well. 97th. It, it, Wow. It speaks that speaks very well to the um, the instability of F. Abigail. Like he's he's um, he's a very unstable, I should say, character. Um, and um, and yeah. So. All right, fair enough. Well, I, I hope that he isn't. I'm I'm happy to have Abigail in the conversation. The more valid characters and variety, the better. We just don't want them getting there by stupid stuff that leaves you feeling like crap. And man, that run to the corner is starting to look like one of those things. Yeah, uh, and, and Dream King is getting really pissed off at me right now from the moment he hears this. He's, he's going to say, yeah, but how about Minot versus Abigail? I will mention that uh, Sako played uh, Itazan in top eight, and he made it look free. Mm-hmm. Not like, I, and when I say free, I like legitimately mean like, oh, wow, Itazan has no chance of winning this at all. Like, he is not going to win. Um, it was bad. So uh, I think that you're going to run across some more matchups like that, especially for Abigail now, because he doesn't have that uber cheap like roll into you know V trigger activation and stuff. And I think people have downloaded the character enough where he's going to face some very difficult matchups. Uh, so I want to shout out Drinking there and point that out because that is a very legitimate concern for Abigail players. And again, why you might see a lot of uh, unstable results for for him. So, all right, I want to jump over and talk about Tekken for a second, maybe a few seconds. Because there's, uh, there's a couple of layers to this narrative that's been playing out as of late. And I think it's worth talking about both because it's, um, it's interesting for Tekken. I wouldn't, it's, there's some good and there's some bad. But it's also a, a, what I would say is a good example of what we should be kind of seeing from developer community relationships here in 2020 with the expectations that have um, sort of just evolved and, and are now set in place. And that is that Tekken had a or has a Leroy problem now the character is super hype and new and very charismatic so it's it's fortunate because I'm, I'm not sure the particulars as to like how this character is winning as far as like we talked about emotional responses that they cause it's clear that he's way too powerful because there were six in the top eight at uh, Evo Japan it was a very much a Leroy fest and very much a clear issue for a fighting game in 2020 when you have the capabilities for balancing and you want them to be uh, competitive so there's a Leroy problem for sure the community expects a change from what I can see expects a change and has voiced as much but they're almost doing so in a a sort of light-hearted tone and maybe that's because they are they fully expect that what they want to have happen will happen and that bandai is sort of on their side that's just my take and and i'm sure there are some that are just outraged because hey that's people on the internet right now but in general it feels as though fans are accepting of the situation and developers are acknowledging the situation and it very much is a um like like a constructive thing and they released a patch shortly after evo and it certainly did hit leroy i think there was like 13 lines of nerfs but they certainly weren't enough uh, at least according to the uh, a lot of reactions from the community mm-hmm. that because the character needs a lot more and to be fair i don't remember the last time we saw six of one character in like a street fighter five uh, top eight so this is a bigger issue than even what we've seen in in a lot of ways for street fighter five balance take that into account because we're going to obviously bring up capcom and their communication pretty soon here but uh it's an issue a patch comes out the community's like yeah this isn't enough and it's pretty clear that this isn't enough and shortly thereafter 
uh, Michael Murray, who's been one of the uh, the main mouthpieces for Tekken, goes online and goes on Twitter and says, like some people have guessed, these patch notes were planned way before Evo Japan and are just the first round of changes. More on the way. Honestly, a more thorough patch was planned with Fakumaram, Fakumaram? Yeah, I think that's how you, yeah. But Harada and I are trying to speed it up. So immediately acknowledging, and that's I think what the community expected, and that's why this is a lot more lighthearted and there's a lot less toxicity flowing around, even though there's a problem that this relationship that's going on is pretty harmonious and in a pretty good spot. And then you look at everything that's been going on with you know Capcom, and sometimes there is good communication or, or glimpses of it, and people are super appreciative. But you have this issue with the netcode, and it's a big problem, and there's a we're aware of it mm-hmm. kind of and it's just guys please it's fine the, the the past is the past but moving forward do more stuff like this have someone that can get in with the community and and build charisma and you know how you do that you just have them talk to them you just have them you know be fair and honest with news back and forth something like that but this is a really good example of an issue and it being handled and it's still in the midst of it we haven't even seen the outcome they could they could fumble pretty hard and screw up but i i and i think most of the tech and community has faith that that won't happen and it's just learn a lesson please everybody else capcom <laughs> yeah i i i look back to that and I, I agree with a lot of what you said i also look at like you know paying for frame data and and that still being a sore spot for them uh, to the point i mean that was blowing up on twitter for days right and did, i think harada jumped in at some point and said hey this is how it is. We're not even going to address this anymore. You know, like we're, we're done, like because it had blown up, blown up into such a debacle. Um, and I, yeah, but I, that didn't bury the game, and I don't, I'd forgotten about that. I don't know how much yeah. people are talking about it anymore. I, I think that I mean with the replay, like uh, the replays they added in, and like the tips to do that, like I'm seeing that, and it's awesome. Like it's so awesome, and I hope that becomes a standard in fighting games. And real quick, just an aside, like you know, there were days where training mode wasn't even like an expected feature in fighting games. Like right. r- remember, like we didn't have lobbies with some of the AAA games that launched, right? And it's like that's become like a standard. Like if you don't have that, you're gonna get laughed out of the room. You know, yeah. as you should be, right? And so I hope this stuff does filter out through other games. I, I do believe that Bandai Namco is an exceptional set of developers over there at Harada uh, and Michael. They do a great job. Um, but, I mean, again, it's it's they have their share of problems, too. And sure. I, I look at this and I go, yeah, that's a pretty good win. And I do wish that Capcom would do this. But it's also that we, we can sometimes cherry pick what other companies do very well. And we can forget about the things that they're not doing well. Like, again, making people pray, uh, pay for frame data. Prey would be very interesting. But pay for frame data. <laughs> um, that... That it was like four bucks, and it was if you got the season pass, you got it anyway. And you're right; that's kind of a goofy imagine, thing. Where if you had to pay for training mode or something, <laughs> imagine if Capcom did that. Imagine yes. how livid. they would get ripped apart because they have a bad relationship with their fan base. Fair enough. Fair, and that's that's a totally fair statement. They lack the charisma and all that kind of stuff. So I I agree with you for the most part. Like I I do think we cherry pick stuff a little bit when it comes to Capcom. Uh, you know rightfully wrongfully because of lack of charisma all that kind of stuff but yes so i i will concede that um but there it is so yeah and you're not wrong they have their fair share of mistakes they're not perfect at all but i would argue at the end of the day this is a better overall approach than what we've been seeing on the other side and i really care about how capcom does it because that's my game and that's kind of my franchise and that's the community that i'm closest to and i want i want to thrive like the tekken community is so that's why i'm bringing it up 
Yeah, I, uh, I I love it for the same things. It should be the standard in our community that developers actively communicate with their fans, especially when their fans are this big a part of the franchise. Um, we're on the Pro Tour. We are talking about them on social media. We are so heavily invested and involved with this stuff. The days of not communicating actively, constantly should be over now. I don't think they are, but that that should be a thing of the past, and it should be something we just expect from developers. There should be no reason why. Um, the resources are out there. It's very easy for people to do it in this day and age, even if it's over Twitter or it's over anything for that matter. Do it on your own forums or own website. There, there's so many ways you can do it. Um, the expectation should be there for people to do this stuff. And again, I, I will tip my cap uh, again to to Bandai Namco, um, uh, Harada, and Michael. Uh, they just do a fantastic job with this stuff consistently. I'm very happy with how they communicate. So. Yeah, for sure. All right. Uh, moving on here. Last thing is uh, Dogura put out a tier list, which I wanted to talk about a bit. And his top tiers are who you would expect, maybe with exceptions of like Colleen and Abigail also being up there. Uh, I just, you know, talked about Abigail a good bit. So uh, some people have him up there. Some people don't. Um, uh, but one of the bigger surprises for me was that he had Kage clear down in the B tier. And, and this is a character we've been seeing pretty far up there and whatnot. And now we are starting to see, as again, time has gone on. We just talked about this character only having uh, a few representatives and stuff at, at Evo Japan. Um, with the hype the character was seeing, I just assumed at worst he would be just outside of, uh, of highest tier. Uh, and But now the more I talk about just the hype, the hype got everyone. And it's like, how did everyone get Jedi mind tricked with this? How was everyone so wrong about Kage? And I, I want to turn it back over to you, like, because I know you're playing the character. Uh, mm -hmm. You're obviously a very gifted player. Like, how were we all so wrong about Kage? Like, are, and are we wrong about him? Like, are we just being Jedi mind tricked again? Like, you know, uh, whatever. What's, what's going on? So Yeah, Dagara is certainly a, a valid voice in the room, but this is just one opinion. Uh, and I would say that Kage is probably, I'm um, stick to, I think, around maybe top 15. And let me see what he has here. He's got one, two, three, four, six, seven. So he's got like 14. One, two, three, four. He's putting him closer to, if this is in order, it's, it's like not in, order. in it's the just, high. Yeah, okay, so, so what he's sitting in here is like, basically Dagara has him around 20th, but somewhere in the 20s. Um, is is kind of where he's got him. I think that's a little low. the The basics of the way this has progressed and the way people see him, and I think specifically the pros, what they're looking at is he's got he's got it going on in a significant number of ways, but his range is still an issue. And the characters like Sakura that are going to be similar to him and wanting to play the footsie game and like Chun-Li, they're going to be better at doing exactly what Kage wants to do. They might not have quite as much damage once they're in, or maybe even potential once they're in, but it's not so much so, that like the discrepancy there is not so much so that it benefits the fact that they get to play, we'll say, part one of the game with more efficiency. And it's because Kage is playing part one, which is the initial approach. It's hard for him to engage compared to the other characters that are uh, you know, similar to him, or then, of course, there are some that can engage for almost free or for very little. You're talking about your you know, Urians and your Bisons and such. But uh, So, yes, he's got it going, but he has to take... It's harder for him to get started. And the it, getting started is maybe a, it's it's a really really important part of your game because maybe you have so much potential but you just have no way to get it going. That's kind of like the trap that Laura fell in, 
and her potential with V Trigger was there so strong that hey, you know, she she won Capcom Cup, so it certainly was there. But getting there was very very difficult, and as such, people had her as a mid tier character, and very very few would ever say that she had the capability to win Capcom Cup before Idom showed us that she could. And even then, you know, you had to use a, a, a secondary too. But yeah, I think that's the the basic nutshell. As much time as we want to, because we can go super in depth as to the particulars right. as to why Kage wouldn't be there. But I think it's essentially that, yeah, he's got it, but he has to work in the uh, first portion. His range isn't there, and that makes it really hard. Like I'm playing against Stevens G, for example, and the way that G can just box Kage out once he's, especially if he's got level two fireballs, he controls all of that space where I'm even trying to play footsies and he can just throw fireballs out there. And yes, I can, Kage has fireballs, but they're a little slower than the average, you know, cause he's got to do red fireballs. And then you get a jump in on him or, or he makes a mistake on his approach and he's also got relatively low life. That's not really going for him there. Uh, he did get a buffed, but he's still has relatively low life. So yeah, there, there are ways that he kind of slips through the cracks. But with Sakura's ability, I still think that both characters are in the same general realm. And Sakura's got the really important um, forward movement and range uh, in addition to her really good walk speed. Kage's got really good walk speed, so does like Chun. But those ones are going to bump up closer to top 10, while I think Kage is going to get stuck in a firm like top 15 or so. Okay. Yeah. And I thank you for going in depth on that because I look at this as like the hot take versus nuanced answers, right? Uh, and one of the nice things about this medium is we can go in, in depth on this stuff and really get into the, the, yeah. the meat of it. Um, and, and, you know, this is, you know, we're dealing with Twitter, we're dealing with like, you know, basic tears and all that. The nuanced stuff, it gets you know filtered out very quickly uh yeah. from those mediums and all that um anyway much like we've, we've said previously it's early even for the pros and a lot of the, the collective knowledge is still being built here for season five um and, and this is a great opportunity I, I would remind people out there to put your stamp on the game and explore it before it's figured out and, and the real cheap stuff becomes overwhelming and lame like the, we're all tired of it what you know season six or whatever right or, or street fighter six or whatever you know kind of thing uh, that always happens in fighting games like the you know morgan doom uh, that did not start out from the get-go chris g pioneered that team and that tech like everyone was rushing down they were going crazy and stuff with it and he's like i'm going to build this lame defensive team and he was sitting there at nlbc losing a ton and, and everyone was just kind of laughing at him for like trying to use this like defensive team that you know he, he's gonna have carpal tunnel like surgery like <laughs> for the rest of his life to pull off like it was ridiculous how much execution and other stuff but he's like this works it's good um my point here is there are a bunch of new things to explore. Uh, get out there and try this stuff. Uh, we're seeing this stuff with Kage. We're seeing a lot of hot takes and other things like that. Like, it doesn't mean it's you know totally legit yet. We have a lot of chances to to find new great tech out there. Kage could still be, end up being awesome, right? Like we don't know like what we're gonna find with him. Um, I mean, I'll, I'll harp on Dogra here a little bit because he also has Karen, Mika, and Gil all on the same tier as Kage. And I I would be willing to bet a couple hundred bucks here right off the top that that Kage and Karen are not in the same tier ranking in this and game Zeku. right now. Yeah. Oh, Zeku. Right. Of course, I forgot about him. Um, yeah, how do I forget about Zeku, who's like a freaking better character now, or maybe somewhere around there, right? Um, but one thing I can agree with, though, with him is that like Falk and Honda and Alex, 
Yeah, I think those like if I'm gonna pick low tier characters here from the get go, I think those are some of the lower tier characters. Like, oh, he's got I, knife. How do you how do you reconcile that? A gunfight's incredible. But... Yeah, he's he's a he is a very gifted um, specialist character, and I think that if Alex doesn't get knight the entire rest of like the Capcom Pro Tour, uh, I would not be uh, surprised. I, I think gunfight is incredible. Uh, that's what I think it is. So I could be I, wrong, but yeah. I, Honda and Falk might be lowest tiers. I'm not sure who the lowest tiers are right now, so I, I don't I don't feel like any kind of authority to, to talk on that specifically. But seeing their potential, they I don't think anybody falls out of valid tier in my perception right now. Some will eventually as as things finally settle. And it just becomes more apparent. But the viability tier has definitely expanded yeah. within this game. And and I, it's more so than I thought it would, I think, based on what we've seen at Evo Japan. I, Honda is a character that can be good. I he's He seems simple in a lot of ways, but he's actually... It, it might be more along the lines of he's technical in the sense that you got to pick the right move and the right strength for the situation a lot more often than uh, maybe other characters and he's got some clear weaknesses that the character just sort of always has had in the street fighter uh, you know just kind of collection just certain his design is usually weak to certain things that are usually present in street fighter games but that said I've seen some really impressive stuff with Honda I know Mm -hmm. Ultra David's been playing him and has been linking up cool of sequences where he's not an easy character to be good with is the point and so you're not going to see a lot of him but even then I, I think putting the work into honda if you like the character is worth it it's probably worth it whereas putting the work into vega in previous seasons and i don't know if he's gotten better enough now although i've seen some pretty cool combos now the potential there uh, but like putting the work into vega just really wasn't worth it is mm-hmm. is sort of a thing and i don't i can't tell you the characters that it wouldn't be worth it to put work into right now like maybe nash but maybe not like i have no idea yeah. So and and I think Falk falls right there too. Her ability to to keep you away and zone you, if that it, it's it's really annoying. And if it's really annoying, that means it's probably pretty decent. Is that not enough with how the game's meta has evolved? Maybe that that won't be good because footsies are strong enough to get around that. If Sakura can get in and beat Minot from from Minot's ability to zone, then maybe Falk is kind of a lost cause. That could be what happens, but I don't. I'm not at all sold that that's what's going to be yet. It's a really good time for this game, mm-hmm. and it could settle, and we could find out that it's actually the worst iteration ever. But I really doubt it. And yep. all things considered, you know, G still has his V trigger, Rashid's still there, I guess. But uh, <laughs> but things are looking up. I love that you brought up G because Dogra put him in the tier below the yes. top, second and tier. Dogra, yes. okay, never. Why do we bring this? Dogra doesn't know what's up. He got like a hundred and twenty millionth at. <laughs> Evo Japan, terrible washed up player. Go play some Dragon Ball Dogger. You don't know what you're talking about. Oh man, I love that Japan can't seem to accept. Not all of Japan's like some some players are clearly on board with him and making him good. But I love that they can't. He's got seem, him next to Zangief. I know he can't accept that. Like he's a great character. It's like why? And, and this is the best part is I love seeing players come over here and play against like Knuckle Dew and Smug and especially 801 Strider. And they're like, oh, this is what's up. Like this is what you guys. Like yeah, this is what we deal with over here in America with our G players. These guys are incredible, and it's like yeah, keep sleeping on Laura because season two Laura, of course she was yes. C tier, right? Right, and all that kind of stuff. And 
Like Those are should... both robbery characters. Like it's the robbery part of things that is the common denominator there. Yeah, I think you're right, and, and maybe so. Maybe they overlook that 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 factor. And of course, we're 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 cheap players. Like we've got cheap players all over the place, right? But that robbery factor, maybe that's what they continually overlook. Oh, oof. yeah. So I mean, hey, if if you guys have got tech over there that makes G like you know secondary tier or whatever from the top, like more power let to us you. Know. Yeah, Post let that. us know what it is. But um, it, it's uh, we're sitting over here dealing with some real crap right now with this character in. And uh, he's going to be wrecking havoc, I think, all year long. A bunch of people are switching over to him. Uh, some former Rashid players are switching over to him right now. So, oof, yeah, this but is going to be. only one in top eight at Evo Japan. What was his character usage at? He there were only three in the one twenty eight. Now it is in Japan. Yes. So and the and the, and the one that made it up to the top eight was an American. Yep. But so far, <laughs> yeah. the one big bit of evidence that we have is like, hey, well, he's not. He's not in the results of the one big tournament. So that's all the information we have on that front so far, and it's a good look. So we'll take it, and we'll see what happens soon, which is why I say I'm excited to see what the next pieces of the puzzle have. Oh, man, you're way more optimistic if, if you think G is going to be like down there than I am. I, I I'm, don't, I'm, but uh, Evo yeah. Japan has been this shot of optimism that gotcha. I can't ignore, even if I want gotcha. to. You've heard me talk since, the, know, since this patch dropped. Yeah. and. and the morning after when we were having breakfast, uh, the morning after Capcom Cup, I was like, oh, G's going to be a problem still. I can't believe they just gave him more stun and pretend buffed his crouching or pretend nerfed his crouching heavy punch. Uh, but hey, the results, I'll, I'll take it. And I'll live in my little bubble of hope for a minute. Oh my gosh, why won't you just let me have my bubble of hope about Street Fighter V, the game that you like, the game that you would like me to like? <laughs> yeah, that bubble of hope is that kind of like G's orb that he fires yeah, exactly. up there. Yeah, yeah, okay. stuck in the middle of it. Can't see. <laughs> All right, y'all. We better get out of here. Uh, I don't want John's optimism about Street Fighter 4 to die off before the podcast ends. I want him to keep that for sure. So we're going to wrap it up for this week of the Event Hubs podcast. Once again, thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you soon. His OP-ness really hangs out, if you know what I mean. Yeah, <laughs> um, I, I'm having a tough time recovering from that one. It's good.